I've spent the last year putting the pieces of my life back together after I lost everything in my six-figure marketing business. So yeah, I loved that agency. And now I'm taking my decade plus of traditional marketing experience, combining it with the latest online marketing techniques and starting again from scratch. The question is, how will I do it? With the new challenges like cash flow, debt, and no team. This podcast is here to give you the answer. So join me and follow along as I apply and share marketing strategies to grow my online business using only the simplest, most uncomplicated methods. My name is Samantha Gooden and welcome to Marketing Launch Radio. Hello and welcome to Marketing Launch Radio. I am Samantha Gooden and today I am ah, joined. Now this is how to do this introduction, right? So when she's not on radio, uh, Marketing Launch Radio with me here, you'll probably see us chilling out a lot because she's one of my best friends on earth, right? But we didn't start this way. In fact, our relationship was actually a very weird starting one. I will allow you to share more about that. Please help me to welcome Rachel Thomas to Marketing Launch Radio. Rachel, so good to have you here. Hi, it's <laughs> great to be here. This feels quite odd, but yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? I wanted, I really wanted to have you here because I think there's no better um, story that can be told about the transition that we go through as women from strangers or estranged, because we did not know each other. We were not, Mm -hmm. you know, nothing at all, to the relationships that happen, you know, as you start growing on the same journey. And what the entrepreneurial journey has been like for you, because you didn't start out in entrepreneurship at all. Absolutely. No, I was so (laughs) far from entrepreneurship. I was, I think when I met you, I was, I was a bit like overwhelmed by the whole thing. And entrepreneurship was not even on my repertoire. It wasn't even a consideration. All I was doing was trying to grow and learn. Um, And that's how we met. We met um, by chance. We actually had the same coach who said, hey, um, y'all are going to the same place. We were actually going to John Maxwell to certify together. Right. And he, you were like... Well, at the time, we weren't she? together, right? We weren't together. No. We were just doing our stuff independently. You, you were told, go look for a tall white girl um, at the back of a church. <laughs> and I knew you because you're on the stage and I loved your worship. I just <laughs> totally admired you. So then when you bounced on over, I was like, well, what is this girl's problem here? What is going on? Um, and then... You know, that was it. That was the start of what well, I didn't know. Great things and a great friendship um, that I totally just am blessed with. Um, um, and I remember the first thing when we decided to get going. We didn't even know personalities or anything. And I remember you saying to me, um, okay, I've got to go deal with J- my mom in Jamaica. And I'm like, what? I said, well, we have to sort out all this stuff. You're like, here, here's all my stuff just figure it out. And you just kind of gave me everything. I was like, wow, very trusting. Um, (laughs) um, But it was great. It worked out really well. (laughs) Listen, so many, so many life um, activities. um, I don't know if we're to call them emergency. So many things have happened just, you know, and this is also part of what happens. I say to um, my coaching clients that our life Everything that we do in our businesses is connected to our lives. Businesses are disconnected for us, especially as women. And you're right. During the time of our friendship, like my mother got, you know, deathly ill, had to go take care of her. Your father has been also dealing with illness. Um, your mother broke her elbow. Her, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, so many, 
so many life challenges. How would you say you've been able to navigate those and get into the entrepreneurial world? Because you were once the CFO of an offshore financial institution, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, close enough. Finance manager. I had so many different titles, but yeah, definitely in senior management. And um, it it was interesting because part of the entire time um, was when my dad was actually diagnosed with Alzheimer's. And it was such a rapid, it, so, so many things happened so quickly within, within less than a year, we had to actually put him in a home. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, it, it was a surreal moment. I remember just kind of going, you, you just had to deal with mm-hmm. things as they came. Um, and and I think people kind of didn't know at first. And then when I started to share, they were like, I wouldn't have known that anything was going on with you. Um, and they're like, how are you doing this? And I said, I'm just putting one foot in front of the next. Um, I am a person of faith. So that certainly carried me through in a massive way. Um, and I had support from um, people around. Um, but I really had to support my family as well. It wasn't just my dad. It was supporting those around and doing my job and trying to transition out of a company um, into entrepreneurship. And so truthfully, a support system is really um, critical. I, mm-hmm. I had people that I could call on, um, you namely, and my husband that really were my rocks in this in terms of, oh my God, I need a moment to just breathe. I need a moment to have a cry. I need a moment to just like talk and laugh. Um, and I just kept very focused. I kept focused on getting things in place and getting my dad taken care of, trying to deal with the emotions. Um, I don't know. I honestly look back sometimes. I'm like, how did I do all of that? I was meeting, you know, I had this thing about month in and quarter in and everything was an end year in. I went through all of these different ends. Yeah. Um, focused on that as well as facilitation of my family as well as thinking about my future because I knew I could not sustain and didn't want to sustain my corporate job um I was ready to move on that can we jump at that like what made you you know what caused you to make the decision from being at this executive level um of a a good job and a good company, what made you transition from there into entrepreneurship, considering the fact it wasn't something that was even at the fore, it wasn't at your fore, the forefront of your mind at all. You were in personal development, right? Yeah. Truthfully, that was what it was. I just wanted to develop myself and grow and everything. I think that um, was also one of the main things that helped me um, be able to get through the the tough time and the transition mm. because I was growing myself. I spent a lot of time growing me. And the thing that came out of growing me is that I also learned that I loved coaching. Um, it just totally became a passion of mine and my absolute love. Um, and I could, I, I, I had considered leaving for a little bit because I was not really feeling fulfilled. I really didn't think that I was, all of my strengths were being utilized. I always felt like there's just more in me. There's, there has to be something more, I kept saying. And one of my driving forces was, you know, I, I kind of always imagined that I don't want to get to the end of my life and make my way all up to heaven and God say, hey, you could have had that, that, and that if you had just done. And that, that was one of the driving forces for me to be like, I don't want to get to the end of my life and figure out that I could have done all the things. Let me try. Even if I fall flat on my face, at least I've tried. Mm. At least I wow. did something 
that I say, you know, at least I, I did it. At least I gave it a, a stab at it. And if it works out so great, if it doesn't, whatever, but I'm going to go for it. Um, so for me, that was one, one of the big things. And I think the more I grew and developed as a person, as a, as a coach, as I became a coach, as I um, started to deal with clients and stuff, I, it became harder for me to turn up in the corporate environment and see um, leadership that I just didn't resonate with to see situations I just couldn't step in and um, deal with in the manner that I knew was the best. And it became a very big struggle for me. And I Mm -hmm. felt like I was two different people. When I got to the front door, I had to put on my corporate hat and go in. Um, And trust Mm -hmm. me, when I left the office, I took that off and I left it right at the door and I became my true self after. But But you know what, Rachel? mm -hmm. I mean, I think you have described the experience that so many of us have, right, in mm-hmm. the corporate space, mm-hmm. that you are a person inside of the office, and when you leave, you're a totally different version of yourself, which can become quite emotionally stressful, right? It can become very, very overwhelming to do, especially when, because what I, as you were talking, I was hearing alignment, that it felt as if there were things, some things that were out of alignment because of the personal development journey that you were on, right? Things yeah. just started shifting out of alignment and you wanted to have a level of integrity with that and therefore align with what was true to your heart. And that's how you started mm-hmm. making the transition. Mm-hmm. But given all the challenges that you had, right? I'm, you know, personal challenges and challenges with work and just everything else that goes on with making a shift, why do you still pursue it? I think for me, it was purpose. It's one of the big things that I actually teach. I teach purpose, passion, vision. I teach overcoming limited beliefs and create an action plan. And that became my life. I did that before I taught it. I actually lived it. And so now when I teach it, I teach it from a place of I've done this. And I know the challenges that you face. But if you um, want to align and live your purpose, you do what you do. You don't necessarily think too hard. You just push through. Um, The thing that um, heartened me is that before I left um, and I knew that it was coming, um, I, what drove me in the company too was to prepare my team without them technically knowing. Um, they only knew three months before I left, but I was preparing them for a while. And I just loved to see them transform and become their true and best selves before I left. And I thought that was leaving a little part of me in there Um, so I shifted my focus. It wasn't like, Oh God, another day at work. It was like, what can I do to empower these people? When I leave these people, I want them to flourish. I want them to function well. And I, I thought that was a lovely way to leave. Um, yeah, it's like, it's, it's almost like the application of one of John Maxwell's principles, which is legacy, right? In Mm -hmm. the, um, the 15 laws of growth for for us as leaders, one of the things that you start doing is you stop thinking about yourself and you start thinking about the legacy that you want to leave. You start thinking about the impact that you're having on the people around you. And it sounds like that was the shift in focus for you to keep you while you decided to move into your entrepreneurial journey and the entrepreneurial world. All right. So what exactly has happened since you've become entrepreneur? Like how long has it been since you left and what's it been like? So I left in October, 2018. Um, so it's been a year and a half. <laughs> oh my gosh. 
Um, it that has been a roller coaster in and of itself. I think if you know all the things that are gonna happen before you get into something, you would never do it. And that's probably why we're protected from knowing all of these things. Um when I left, I had this perspective. I was like, I'm gonna get two retainers because I'm not gonna dismiss my finance and I'm gonna have build my coaching practice. I already had some, I'm gonna build more. And I had great prospects and I leaped. And guess what? None of the prospects came through. I had no retainers and I was building the client base from scratch. Um, honestly, it's been a journey of faith and I've just seen things um, unfold, but I have had to change me many, many times. I, I think the me that left corporate and the me that is now, I don't know how many levels have happened in between there. Um, but you have to grow so much as an entrepreneur. There's so much that no, you know, there's no, I, I don't think there's one person that can say, this is what happens. I also found a lot of great resources, um, in the journey that I thought were really helpful. Like, mm -hmm. um, I think one you had recommended was e-myth. Oh gosh. Um, yeah. That, that, that helped. Yeah. That really was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. This is starting to make sense now. Um, mm -hmm. but I think that that's also how it has to be. At least that's how it had to be for me because mm -hmm. I am a planner. So I think if you're like, Oh, you have to get this and that and that I would never have left. You would never have. To God. You wouldn't have. And I, you know, this is, <laughs> there's this thing I call it's just in time learning, right? Something that one of my mentors talks about all the time, Steve Larson. And he talks about the fact that in entrepreneurship, instead of doing what they teach you in school, which is let's give you all of this knowledge and then eventually you'll be able to apply some of it or none of it. Just in time learning for the entrepreneur is that you learn the information that you need at the time you need it. So instead of you getting so consumed, so consumed with knowing everything before time, you focus on what you need right there um, in the space. And while you were while you were talking, that's kind of what came to me. Um, <laughs> In our, Jan, in our John Maxwell world, in our John Maxwell training, there was a lady, um, Melissa West, actually. It was Melissa West. I remember going to a training that she had done. And inside of that training, she spoke about the entrepreneurial psychology, the actual entrepreneurial mindset, that when you start as an employee, right? An employee, you have this sense of security, which really falls security, but a false sense of security that every day you're going to go to work and you're going to get a salary. And mm -hmm. if when you move into the entrepreneurial world, you don't make that mindset shift, you'll be having the same expectations of yourself, but you'll also treat yourself better or worse than the bosses that you used to have. And so the transition of this entrepreneurial mindset, and you laugh because I, you know, I'd love to hear that. Um, guys, if you, if you're not watching on YouTube right now, you're not watching the video of this yet, you, you want to go check it out right at this section to see Rachel's, the look on Rachel's face. Uh, so yeah, the entrepreneurial mindset, it takes a while for you to get there. And if you don't make that transition and make it quickly, especially for those of us who come out of corporate and go into entrepreneurship, we are shooting ourselves in the foot. Yeah. And that was a big lesson for me. And I, I think even though it's funny because you mentioned Melissa, Melissa became my coach. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And, yes. Um, and she was one of the pivotal ones to help me in the transition for sure. Coach needs a coach. And um, even though you sit down and you learn some of those lessons, you, you know, I'm a very good student. I write everything down. <laughs> Um, you still have to live through it. You still have to learn through it. And I did not realize how much 
mm, security I did get from my job because when you're ready to transition, you're like, oh, you know, free me, yeah. freedom. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then it's you're so like, true. it's like every, and every day you're like, oh my God, I can't stand this job. Right. Oh God, please help me to get out. And then you get out. You're like, oh my God, oh my God who's going to pay me? <laughs> Hello, who's going to pay me? <laughs> but I think one of the things that came to mind when you were talking to about um, just in time learning is what I have learned yeah, a couple things. <laughs> I've learned a lot. One is to say yes first and then figure it out after when Ooh, someone. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Say yes first yeah. and figure it out. For, yeah. After. Can you, okay. of, you, you know that you're fully resourced, you know that you're fully capable. Um, and so when you go in with that perspective, um, you say yes first and then you're like, oh crap, right now I got to get, I know now I have to figure this out. It's certainly a better way than trying to figure everything out first and then go to someone. By the time you figure it out, the person has found me and I've said yes. Um, <laughs> that person has gotten the consultant that they need or the coach that they need. Um, so to me, it's like you say yes first and then you figure it out. Unless of course, you know, for sure, it's not in your repertoire at all. Um, you know, I'm not going to be offering legal services for sure. Um, You're not. But, <laughs> but it's, no, it's funny. A client called me yesterday. She's like, I need you to read this contract. And I was like, yes. And then I thought, maybe I need a lawyer. <laughs> but <laughs> but um, that was one of the things. And the <laughs> other thing that I focused, that I realized, and this was a really hard lesson because I was in a really bad place where I was like, I don't see anything coming. I had some clients, but... It, it was, you know, you go through these um, peaks and valleys, you see some stuff come in and then all of a sudden you're like, oh shoot, I didn't study the life cycle. Oh crap. Like I need to get some clients. And then you're scrambling and this pressure is on and that pressure can just overtake you. And I remember getting to a point of, you know, this is not good. Like this is not a good place emotionally to be. Um, and you, I had to work through a process of releasing it. Now, I don't know what that's like for, you know, other people. But for me, I literally had to just kind of go to this place of surrender and say, you know, I release this all. I'm taking this pressure off of me. Um, and I just started to use a phrase of what's next. Okay, what's next? And it, it distanced me from mm -hmm. rejection um, mm -hmm. and, and what a no may mean. So instead of the no meaning, oh my God, let me go lie down for six hours now and, you know, no, okay, what's next? And then another, okay, what's next? Okay, because there's cool. always, there's always a next, right? There's always mm -hmm. the next step. And, and it's true. We, we have gone through these times where we said, okay, we just want to take the next step. Initially we were saying we wanted to take the next right step, but then we changed that because if you get hung up on what's right, what the right step is, you'll never make a step. You mm -hmm. want to, step and, and, and go to what's next. Yeah. And as you do that, the next thing will open up for you. It's, it really is about trust, right? Yeah. And then as you were talking, I remember this silly phrase that we came up with at the beginning of, I think that was 2019, <laughs> the same year that I was now in full transition. And that was consistent, intentional action. And we were so fussy when we came up with this. So Sam and I sit down every year and go through what is the word for the year? What is the phrase for the year? And I said, Sam, I think it's consistent intentional action. And you're like, oh, brilliant. 
And about March, I think we were like, what, ha- what have we done? Whoa. What have we done? <laughs> because there's one thing when you talk about words and phrases and you speak some words over a year, guess mm-hmm. what? It, all kinds of things start to happen mm-hmm. to force you to mm-hmm. take consistent, mm-hmm. intentional action. Mm-hmm. Um, and that has not ended. Um, I still think it's very true. Um, Every single day, right? Every single day. Then Samantha compounded it with massive imperfect action. And now we have an absolutely beautiful formula to success, (laughs) which is consistent (laughs) intentional action plus massive imperfect action is success. Um, it, It comes with its own set of challenges, but I know that it's worth it. Even though we're still in the midst of it, it is worth it. Um, I, I, I'm just, gosh, there's so much to unpack there, Rachel. So much to unpack in what you've said. The the life cycle that you shared, which is the business life cycle, while you wrote this, this is something that I, I want to pull out there. Yes, um, our businesses do go through life cycles, but we go through our own kind of life cycles and transitions and growth cycles as entrepreneurs. And as an entrepreneur, you are, when you're with your business, you're going to go through an acquisition period, your client's acquisition period, which is how you get your clients. Within there, there's lead generation, right? There's the point where you do your own kind of attraction um, posts. And I know for you, you know, one of the things that we spoke about, you're the finance person, I'm the marketing person. So I'm like, Rachel, you have to go live. You have to start going live and going live. You know, for, we said 30 days straight as part of our CIA, the consistent intentional action. And you hated it. Uh, you resisted it. <laughs> However, it yielded at the time, one of your highest paying coaching clients because you were consistent, right? Mm-hmm. Don't leave me hanging here. It's true, right? Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> you, just, you just invoked some painful memories here. <laughs> but what also happens inside of that, after the acquisition point, is that we have to go into the sales, and that's where we close them. We close the client. So they actually become our clients, and then we go through the delivery because once you have sold, then you have to deliver. And maintaining that promise that you deliver on is what keeps those guys happy and then you move into acquisition again. But the acquisition can get us very anxious because when you're creating a client list from scratch, it's like, (gasps) what on earth am I going to do? So, I mean, this time has been awesome, but I think that you could share with us just some of those keys for acquisition you know, some of those Thanks, pieces. This is, this is so wonderful. <laughs> Go for it. Go for it. I think what I would say is that um, the initial hesitation is normal. Um, but then you start to get comfortable. And it all depends on perspective. Mm. Um, as I got more and more comfortable sharing you know, basically everything about my life or majority of my life, I mean, nothing is really out of scope anymore. Um, it's called vulnerability. Okay? Yes. Um, <laughs> but I think the willingness to go there is what makes a difference. And it, it, it really helps you to relate to people. I think the importance, too, is um, being top of mind to people so that, you know, not everybody in your audience is necessarily needing you at the present moment. But they know who to go to when um, they are challenged or when they need um, some solutions or answers. And I think um, 
<laughs> that that's really important and that's what I learned thank you very much from your <laughs> coaching and your pushing and prodding and but that's what it's about because you're you know I ask my clients to do things that they are not necessarily comfortable with but it's not about comfort right so I can now go live quite comfortably <laughs> and be here on this podcast with me Rachel this has been awesome yeah. this really has been amazing so you do coaching in addition to the financial consulting that you do where can we find you where can we find out more about Rachel Thomas so I have a website and it's rachelthomascoach.com mm-hmm. and that you can get in contact with me um, from there or I'm on Facebook and I can certainly provide that link and you can go and look at all those wonderful videos where I have shared every single thing <laughs> that has happened in my life. Um, well, you know uh, what? Yeah. We will, we'll make sure that the link for your website is added to the show notes. You don't have to worry about that. Anyone who right. wants to find you will have the information right here in the show notes to connect with you. And if they find you, they find me. So there is somewhere. that too. <laughs> there is that. There is actually that too. Yeah, um, this I is. Think, I think one one quick thing I would say to just for people that I think is really beneficial is when you're looking to you know once you've gotten someone in front of you, and um, this is really for coaches or consultants, and you are looking to convert them. The focus is not on the conversion. This is one of the major lessons that I learned. It is about what does the person need and what does success look like for them? It's not about you getting a conversion. Um, and I think that is one of the main lessons that I learned last year too, because That's a really we, feel, we feel so pressured. That's my last little nugget. We feel so <laughs> pressured to, and of course we feel pressured because, Hey, there's the security blanket is gone. The, nobody's paying the salary. Of course you feel pressured. But don't forget the client is there and what do they need and what does success like, look like for them. That's how I would have, you know, basically hired my own coaches and, and people around me um, because I had a need. When I, when I had a need for marketing, I was like, Samantha, Emily, get in. Help me now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, hey this is really uncomfortable I really hate this but okay I'm gonna do it uh, Rachel you know what <laughs> oh my god this is the kind of stuff that I would have you come back for because this is real life yeah. right um, and my approach is that I want I want entrepreneurship and business to be practical I want it to be something that people can connect with And I want women to know that they're not alone in this. You don't have to be the expert. You actually just need to position yourself as the very best solution for your client where you are Mm -hmm. right now. And that is what will launch you into being the expert. We all have a message. Rachel, I just want to say how honored I am to just see the way that you have allowed your message to blossom, the way that you're serving your clients, the way you're utilizing coaching and all the finance stuff. And it's not about having, because I know sometimes when we go live or when we use our our attractive character, our fear is that so many people are going to see us. The thing is, when you show up and when you shine, you help more of us to show up and shine and therefore become the very best versions of ourselves. Mm-hmm. So thank you for doing that. Thank you for applying the stuff when it comes to marketing. And it's just so wonderful now. So if we thank were to you. make this like a results-oriented um, program, because I know you won't blow your own horn, 
um, within the 30 day, within the 30 day period, uh, you, you signed clients, but the most important thing is that the clients that came after because of the residual effect, because people didn't know And that was huge. You. The residual yeah. effect was absolutely massive. Um, it actually just took one comment. Um, and, and what I had shared on that particular message was my journey. I was literally just sharing what my journey was and uh, someone saw it and he was totally impressed and got a massive opportunity um, that's coming up in a couple exactly. months. Um, exactly. So I think it's really important and I think it's important for people to feel seen and heard, to, for people to to really be able to identify with your story. So I think that's what I appreciate about not holding back. I think what I also appreciate in terms of what we do is to be able to speak the truth um, because a lot of the times you feel so alone in the entrepreneurial journey and thankfully we did it together <laughs> because I don't think, I, I, I honestly feel like without the support system as I alluded to before and you know our connection in terms of just like collaborating and, and how do we do this and what's happening here was pivotal, was beneficial, was um, necessary um, to, to keep moving forward because you can get so discouraged. And I can imagine that people would get discouraged, but there's a truth out there that needs to be shared, I believe, um, in terms of what it's really like. But it's also the truth of you can go through and you can, um, you can do it. Yes, it's, it's, it's not, it's not necessarily that it's going to be the easiest thing, but knowing that is okay as well. Mm -hmm. But you can do it. You, I had a trainer one time, and this is maybe not the best place to end, but <laughs> he'd always say, Rachel, you're going to feel like you're going to die, but you're not going to die, you know, keep going. And, you know, you're sweating. You feel like, yes, death is going to carry me now, but you're not <laughs> going to. You're just sweating. You're, you're building muscle. You're not going you're to, not die. to die. Rachel, um, since I know that we can talk for hours because yes. you know, that's what we do. <laughs> I'm going to take this opportunity to wrap this up. Just give, right. your, give us a link for your website one more time. Uh, it's Rachel Thomas, R-A-C-H-E-L, Thomas, T-H-O-M-A-S, coach.com. Good. So you can find Rachel there. She's awesome. And I'm not just saying that. She really is awesome. Um, and she's going to also have some great resources for you. Rachel, thank you for joining Marketing Launch Radio. It's been my honor to host you today. Thank you too. It's been awesome. Looking forward to coming back and talking for another few minutes. <laughs> That's her way of trying to get another one. Listen, I want to have you inside of um, want to have you inside of my group, Launch Academy for Women, because this is more of this, more of this kind of conversation, more of this kind of revelation is the thing that I want more women to be talking about. Okay, goodbye, Rachel. Bye. Thank you, everyone, for listening today. Thank you so much. If you're listening to this, then you're probably in one of two scenarios. Either you're a woman with a great talent who's ready to launch your personal brand, but isn't quite sure how to take the next step, or you're running your own business, you've got some marketing happening, ads going, and content. Maybe you've even got an agency, but things aren't clicking just right, and you're trying to tie all the pieces together. Well, if you want my help or just want to get an idea of what it's like to work with me, then just go to Unlock Your Brand 
brandnow.com. Mm-hmm. I believe in simplifying marketing and uh, making it a process that's very, very easy. But I'm also on a mission to help every woman that I can launch her personal brand or her business brand in 21 days or less. So go to unlockyourbrandnow.com and go check it out. <laughs>